welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Jerry Springer. Thank you. Thank you. You know, no one introduces me as well as you do. Well, speaking about Megan uh, has uh, yeah, except Megan. Megan introduces <laughs> me better. <laughs> Megan introduces me. Better. Yeah, yeah, Megan. Yeah. Megan does. And so she'll be back with us uh, next episode. And I'm filling in, and I'm going to fill in on uh, bringing on uh, later in the show. So please stick around for this. This guy is a real deal. A Partridge from uh, South Alabama, and uh, he's a. We're a quickly rising folk singer, also a folk, a visual folk artist. And we're going to chat with him about some of the influences on his visual art, too. You're going to hear his music. So we look forward to that in a minute. Jerry, yes. what topic, because we always get you to analyze something, pick something, and then give us your analysis, because you're so good at that. What caught your interest this week? Uh, actually, the issue that caught my interest this week um, <laughs> was an issue probably most Americans weren't even talking about, but it, it just struck me and I'll try to bring it all home. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, certain members of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party, labeled by the media as the squad, well, these Congresswomen voted to block the House emergency funding bill necessary to keep our government running. That's right. These members of the squad would be willing to shut down our entire government unless the $1 billion designated to fund the American-Israeli Iron Dome missile defense system, which literally knocks missiles aimed at Israel population centers out of the sky, these congressmen, uh, congresswomen would shut our government down unless this item, Iron Dome funding, was dropped from the bill. Now, these congresswomen, specifically Rashida Tlaib of Michigan and Ilhan Omar of Minnesota, uh, they weren't using this position as a bargaining chit to get something for their own district. In fact, they were willing to lose funding for all their favorite social programs, childcare, housing, education, hunger, all this, just to make sure Israel wouldn't get the Iron Dome to protect itself from incoming missiles. Look, regardless of where you stand on the Middle East, on the virtue of a two-state solution, that is Israel and a Palestinian state, or on Israeli settlements in the West Bank, the Iron Dome does nothing but save thousands and thousands of civilian lives. It is purely a defensive system. As I said, simply knocking missiles aimed at Israel out of the sky. Look at the numbers. This past May, the terrorist group Hamas and the Islamic Jihad fired 4,369 rockets at Israel from Gaza, rockets that would indiscriminately kill civilians. Admittedly, two-thirds of the missiles missed their targets and fell harmlessly in the desert but 1,500 were headed to heavily populated neighborhoods. And because of the Iron Dome, 90% of them were knocked down. Imagine if the dome had not been there 
and tens of thousands, men, women, and children, had been killed. To be blunt, this squad of congresswomen, though being on the right side of many domestic issues, they continually give speeches which border or directly hit the classification of anti-Semitism. How else do you explain the callousness of supporting the launching of thousands of missiles against Israeli citizens and denying them a purely defensive system that will protect thousands of Jews from once again being slaughtered? To give anti-Semitic speeches is one thing. We have free speech in America, and these Congresswomen have the same right, they have every right, of, to express their viewpoints. But these aren't merely words that they uttered. This was deliberate action, whose only purpose was the ultimate killing of Jews. Now, perhaps being Jewish, you could understand why I'd be troubled by their action. But let me offer a point to those who don't have this religious or cultural connection, but are just simply thinking of America's own interests. Picture what would happen if the Iron Dome were not there. As soon as Israel were hit, she would understandably, as we would, strike back with all of its force, nuclear and otherwise, in its fight for survival. And in the process, inevitably, the entire Middle East would be blown up, perhaps millions dead. The world economy would crater in the destruction of all those oil fields. Surrounding countries and all the world powers would be brought in. Indeed, World War III, a war of civilizations, brought about not by plans of Bill Bannon, Trump, and the extreme right, but instead by the miscalculation of the squad in their unsuppressed, what I call, anti-Semitism. Look, there are lots of things I don't like about certain Israeli policies. And within Israel and around the world, we can debate them, just as there are things we don't like about policies of our own government here in America from time to time. But that doesn't mean we wouldn't do everything we could to prevent our own destruction. How can Israel be blamed for wanting to protect itself from forces that don't even recognize its right to exist? What possible explanation is there that for all the countries that came into existence since 1948, and there are close to 70 of them, indeed of all the countries that came into existence since then, and all the countries that exist in the world today, whenever they were formed, how come only Israel is where we hear cries of, they don't have a right to exist? Not their particular form of government, but the country itself. Why is it only Israel? I think the answer is pretty clear. There is still in the thoughts of millions and perhaps billions of people on this planet, and it's called anti-Semitism. Damn, good one, Jerry. God, that's, that's, that, that's uh... Yeah, that's an important issue. And thanks for shedding the light on it. And but I agree with you. I bet a whole lot of people don't know that that was, is being fought off to the side with uh, a group of congresswomen. 
And, and I agree with that. And, and what's with weird us. for me, this was a difficult one to write yeah. because I, I agree with them on almost all other issues. I think they're great. Two I think they're great. Solutions, but there's yeah. this one issue that they can't lose yeah. their grip on. And I'm trying to find a rationale for it. And I honestly, I can't imagine why any human being would be against something that protects millions of lives. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's, it's totally, if ever there was a defensive weapon, that's yeah. it. That's all it is. It's a defensive weapon. Anyway, okay, uh, we've got a bit of a controversy, kind of a fire I've got to put out. And, um, <laughs> I've been, for the last week or so, trying hard, and maybe this is how my feeble brain works, to find the enemy here. And I'm, I'm, I'm chasing, and I don't want to be chasing my own tail, but I'm trying to figure out who <laughs> is the culprit. Because here's our problem. We got an email, and I'll just read the email, and it probably summarizes the whole thing. Uh, we ran an ad on our podcast two episodes ago. I do not want to replay it because now I'm afraid of lawsuits <laughs> and charges of fraud and all this other crap. Facebook could be suing us, everybody. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but there was an ad that ran, and a woman named Sally from Memphis wrote, and she addressed it to you, Jerry. I owe that to tell you this. Dear Mr. What? Sprague, but why was I... Why was I, I just listen to the email? I, I don't know nothing know. about I, I can't get into her head. Well, the look, the product is a thing allegedly called chat chart. And it is a, an app on your phone that when you turn it on, it hears the various people in a conversation based on the interactions and the names being used, it knows who's who, it puts them in a column on your phone and it run, a running total of words spoken to see who's dominating these conversations and just talking too damn much. So it was a great app. And uh, I was asked by the company to do an ad and I did the ad. So it says, I was excited to learn from a commercial on your, she underlined your, podcast, and it's addressed to Jerry Springer, on your podcast about a simple phone app that could measure the number of words spoken by multiple people in the conversation. I have serious issues with family members at <laughs> gatherings who shut me out. Well, and then she's got a whole bunch of dots, you know, like a big long pause. <laughs> Try, and this must be the crux of what's really got stuck in her crawl. Well, Try as I might to find your so-called chat chart. You hear the sarcasm there? So-called chat chart. It appears to be simply put. This is good. A fraud. And and she did this all in cap. Look at it right there. I didn't see that. Could you hold that? I can't see. It says it does not exist with a big exclamation point. She she probably was yelling when she typed that. It does not exist. Is it merely some kind of joke? Is your whole podcast some kind of joke? Please do not read this email on the air. I didn't see that until just now. I didn't see that. Till, I didn't read all the way through. I should not have read this. Oh. 
we'll have to cut this out. We, you, Dave, we have out. to cut this out. Yeah, that has to be. <laughs> and I'll let you, as narrator, paraphrase it and give her another name. Call her Julie from Orlando or something. Yeah, that was that was written by Julie from Orlando. So I don't know whose idea this oh, damn I do. chat. My I do. memory is all I can no, I, do. I just go by my memory. I can help you out. You came in. Oh, really? It was your idea. We never heard of this. My idea. This macaque idea. What is this? (laughs) Why would I come up with an idea like that? Why do you come up with any of your ideas? I mean, you're almost suggesting. Let me tell you, because I'm not as dumb as I look. Let me well, tell you I what admit I that's a high standard. <laughs> that's a high bar to reach. <laughs> you seem to be alleging that I concocted a fake phone app, does not exist, called Chat Chart as a strat and fill it with bogus numbers as a strategy to try to get more airtime, claiming I don't get any when in fact. I do all the goddamn talking. That's you nailed it. To be you nailed it. That's exactly what I'm alleging. How you good for you? Oh man, Hey, one last thing, and I want to bring Abe uh, Partridge back on. This this guy's really yes. good. Uh, one other thing, I want to make a recommendation to, to you. Um, the uh, I have for years. Uh, it's certain elements of my meals eaten very poorly. A lot of just sweet crap at the end of every meal. And I became just a total sugar junkie. I don't pack on a lot of weight. I got metabolism that, and I do a lot of, you know, active stuff, but I just was eating crap. And it'll show up in, you know, cholesterol measures and all that. So I said, I'm cutting this out. And my wife had already uh, cut it out. So we have, and I, I'm telling you this because I want you to know, I hope and Mickey, your wife is listening because she is a very reasonable, beyond reasonable, she's very bright. You guys need to do what we're doing and go when you go to the grocery store, <laughs> get a case of jello, <laughs> little jello that have sugar substitutes in them. And every meal, Jerry, and I'm going to tell you something else. Get a little low-cal squirt-on cream, you know, like a whipped cream. And you pop one of the – and just sit back and enjoy having a little Jello for – Therefore, you won't have to put your – you wanted to put your teeth yeah. in. Gene, <laughs> you're an old man. Yeah. You're an old, old man. You you now have your diet has now become jello. <laughs> Me. Yeah. yeah. I hey Jerry. I am what I eat. <laughs> hey, you want to know something? You want this is the freaking truth. We have multiple times looked across the table and oh, yeah. said, dude, this is really good. <laughs> This is just tastes good. We like this. Uh, now that's really epic. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, you this, could this you good. ought to contact them and make an ad for Jello. <laughs> for Jello. Yeah. Look, I, listen, Facebook every wouldn't cut ad that out. Agency, 
every ad agency in America has banned me from making ads because I made that damn chat chart <laughs> ad, which ends up being a total fraud. Yeah. It doesn't exist. Anyway, <laughs> hey, Abe Partridge. Hello, Abe. Hey, Jay. Hey, Jerry. Hey, let me uh, give our listeners a little background on Abe Partridge. Those of you who listened last week know that he is a... Uh, yeah, he's a solid folk singer, been around for a while, but his, his star is rising even more. Uh, it has one album out called Cotton Fields and Blood for Days. And now he's about to do a deal and come out with the second album. It's from South Alabama. He, But he did preacher work in Kentucky, and I'm living in Kentucky, and Jerry's wife, Mickey, is from Kentucky, and we have done our podcast from Northern Kentucky. So he's been a preacher, a fundamentalist preacher for nine years, and he went into the Air Force. And then you were explaining in the last podcast, and I meant we're going to have you do a song, but I just want to get one thing out of you. You talked about when you were in the Air Force and you served in, uh, what did you say? Uh, Yes, sir. Yeah, I was in Qatar. Yes, Yes, sir. Qatar. And... uh, you said that your service, you, you were in the desert two times. You did like two, uh, two tours? No, sir. Or? I was there uh, one time, but it, it spanned uh, two years. It's 2013, 2014. Two. It was right. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, so you did a two-year stand. Oh, no, no, no. It, it was six months, but it just happened to fall uh, in between the two years. Yes, sir. All right. I got you. Okay, so you said that while you were there uh, in the military, the Air Force uh, influenced what then became your visual artist work. You're a painter. Tell us a little bit about that. How did it influence? Oh, well, it, 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 I was already painting and already writing songs whenever uh, I was in the de- went to the desert or and joined the military and went to the desert. But I had started writing songs and painting back whenever I was leaving the ministry as a, it was kind of like an outlet for me to, um, yeah, just working through my own, uh, internal, uh, transformation. And, uh, but it was all very personal and a private thing that I did. And when I went overseas, it, it, um, the that that's what kick-started the whole idea for me to come back and try to do it publicly uh yeah gotcha and by the way was your time as a minister uh a difficult period for you uh to say the least yes sir <laughs> yeah oh really yeah, yes sir really? yes sir it, uh, we were uh um we were so, so I was a, what they call an independent fundamental Baptist and uh, they, we, it was right. a s- small congregation. And of course I had to uh, work, you know, I was bivocational. I worked a job and also pastored a church and uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't necessarily easy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. Well, two things, one independent, uh, minister means that you are not being placed in churches by a denomination. Right. You're you're making your own situations. Y- yes. And uh, and on top of that, you were working a full time job. It sounds yes. like while you were also doing that, that would be hard. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, people should go to. I've done it. 
abepartridge.com, A-B-E, and then P-A-R-T-R-I-D-G-E, abepartridge.com. And there's info on that about his biography yeah, I used to, and his music. I used to and, watch your family all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, gosh. you know, uh, I've, I've yeah. heard. Who I've, do you I've think writes these jokes? jokes. Uh, <laughs> I've heard yeah. those all my life. <laughs> I'm, you know, now I'm, I'm embarrassed that I even said that because I actually was thinking. He must have heard this a million times. Uh, well, well, you know, it's just <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. Like when I was a kid, I heard it all the time. But, you know, as as yeah. I get older and older and the and the people that were around when that show was prominent, you know, they keep, uh, you know, they keep yeah. getting on. I hear less and less of it. But. You mean you mean we keep, <laughs> less less you mean we keep dying? <laughs> what you're saying? I, I we're didn't want to say it in those more. words. <laughs> <laughs> Wave, <laughs> I got a feeling there's a correlation between Partridge family joke getters and Jello. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 yes. I, I, I believe you're yes. right. <laughs> Something tells me. Something tells me yeah. if you if you had to get a target audience yeah. to pitch those jokes to, yeah. we're right go to those places where they're yeah. serving up Jello. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, hey. So did you bring a song for us tonight called Fake It Till You Make It? Do we have that right? Yes, sir, I did. All right. We're going to hear Fake It Till You Make It, A. Parkridge. You can get a flashy guitar singing all the best bars but I hope you know how to smile and it'll help if you can shake it cause that's the way you gotta make it when you're young and in your prime cause it's a fight to tell the truth and it's even harder in your youth and no one likes a tune that they've never heard and nobody wants a song if they can't sing along so you give them brown-eyed girls but i sure ain't saying that this is a prayer worth praying in fact it's something i would never recommend but you won't never have to fear Singing songs folks want to hear And when you're done They'll all shout amen But it won't have no meaning And the rhymes will be so easy With no message in your songs Well I've heard so many say it Just fake it till you make it but you won't be making nothing at all So I'm gonna write a song called Free Bird About these assholes hollering free bird And acting like I give a damn I guess I'm a crazy hack Probably won't be invited back 
But I wasn't making much anyhow And I decided not to sell What little heart that I got left Cause them gigs will surely kill me in time And I believe I'd rather be poor Than sing to that crowd anymore Casting my pearls before these swine You know I sure ain't saying This is a prayer worth praying In fact it's something I would never recommend but you won't never have to fear Singing songs folks want to hear And when you're done They'll all shout amen But it won't have no meaning And the rhymes will be so easy With no message in your songs Well, I've heard so many say it Just fake it till you make it you won't be making nothing at all Oh, that's excellent, Ed. Thank you. Great. Really well written song. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you so man. much, gentlemen. That was top. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh Ricky Nelson. God, Ricky Nelson yes. way yeah, back, you're right. did a song called Garden Party. And he had a little different uh problem. Abe. His problem was he had recorded all these songs and everybody knew all those songs <laughs> and everywhere he would go to perform and he did it at uh, Madison Square Garden, which is, and he wrote this song uh, based on an experience there where they were yelling out all these songs to play. He wanted to play what was important yeah. to him. And that's what you yeah, just did. Yeah, yeah, That's what you just that did. That was great. So Thank God, you. That, that was just that great. Thank you, I, Jerry. I appreciate that. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, excellent. All right, so uh, Aid Partridge, you can, you know, as I said before, best place to go is aidpartridge.com. But Abe, you're on all the usual places, right? Spotify, Bandcamp, here and there, everywhere. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm out there. ITunes. Yeah, I, everywhere you can find it, I'm right. there. Okay, South Alabama, and uh, so uh, that's good stuff. So we're very happy to have had you on. Actually, a couple of episodes. Yeah, great. thank y'all so much all for right, having me, Jerry. You got it. You're very welcome. Jerry Springer is going to take us out along with Casey Campbell down by the riverside. Thanks, everybody. Well, thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Well, I'm going to lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. Tom Fullery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com. I'm gonna lay down my sword and shield. 
down by 